Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 10th of February. Today, fresh allegations keep a shadow over the demons, a sweet and sour day at the Beijing Winter Olympics, and the game of rugby league farewells a legend. But first... It feels like a lifetime ago that Justin Langer resigned as coach of the Australian Test Team, but in truth, it's only been five days. And in that time, we've heard from Cricket Australia executives, board members, just about every player that ever pulled on the baggy green alongside Langer, as well as some that didn't. But finally, yesterday afternoon, the one person we actually wanted to hear from spoke. Yeah, thanks all for coming. Uh, I know there's been a bit said in the last few days around JL's resignation, so it's the right time to talk about it, so happy to answer any questions. Test captain Pat Cummins, who had been labelled gutless by former fast bowler Mitchell Johnson for not backing Langer publicly before his dismissal, fronted the media yesterday and spoke to the issue dividing the cricket-loving nation. First of all, there's so many positives to, to what Jail has brought to the table. Um, he's a perfect man for the times. Uh, he did a fantastic job. Um, absolutely loved working with him. Thought he was brilliant. Um, but I, I think you know, some of these skill sets are a little bit different to, to perhaps his um, traditional coaching style. And I think he tweaked his coaching style in the last six months, did a really, really good job. Um, but we think it's, you know, now's the right time for a different direction and yeah, it's a matter of opinion, but we think it's the right one. So if you read between the lines, Justin Langer's style was... And Pat and the rest of the team were after something more... And what about that personal criticism former teammate Mitchell Johnson threw in Pat's direction? I can't believe a fast bowler's having a go at me. Um, look, he's just standing up for his mates. Um, I, I absolutely disagree with what he said. Um, but no, no, he hasn't reached out. But that's fine. He's you know, entitled to his opinion. He's standing up for his mate. Um, but yeah, you know, I can hold my head high, so I'm fine. He can bowl fast, he's a handsome rooster, and he gives a pretty mean press conference. The Chinese are known for their sweet and sour pork, and yesterday at the Winter Olympics in Beijing, Australia enjoyed both the sweet and the sour of the games. He goes front 14. He goes front 14. That's where he stepped it up. <laughs> Scotty James stepping it up, as called on Channel 7, Australia's official Olympics broadcaster, in qualifying for the men's snowboard halfpipe. Scotty's second run was good enough to see him qualify second for Friday's final, and he did it with a smile on his face. For me, the moment is uh, just smiling and enjoy it. <laughs> You know, I work really hard and year after year, day after day, and I think if I can uh, come out here with a smile on my face, and it's probably my game face, I guess, is being able to grin and smile at the whole atmosphere of the Olympic Games. But Scotty won't be flying the flag solo in the final. Valentina Gazzelli, our hearts were in our mouth, but we think as he pokes his tongue out of his mouth, that that's going to be a score. And it was. 16-year-old Valentino Gaselli qualified fifth for tomorrow's final. But just like in Chinese cooking, with sweet comes the sour. Jacobellis wins from Trepuccino Dine. Brockhoff is in fourth place. Despite qualifying for the final and recording a best-ever Olympic result of fourth, Bell Brockhoff missed out on a medal in the women's snowboard cross. And speaking to Channel 7 after the race... Bell let it all hang out. I had a really bad training day yesterday. I couldn't get a lap down. I had a crash, hit my head, I knocked the air out of my lungs. Um, my knee's been in a lot of issues these last few days. I had a shit time trial. Um, 
I was having a bit of a breakdown in front of my family. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of fight in me and um, I went from 18th position to big final um, and I just gave it my all and that's all I wanted to do here and that's what I feel like I've done and um, all I can say is like, oh well, rather than what if. But Brockhoff will get an opportunity for redemption when she teams up with Jared Hughes in the mixed team snowboard cross, which is making its Olympic debut in Beijing. What'd you do, my job? First, it was just sinking some tinnies and having a pump with his players. But now, Melbourne Demons coach Simon Goodwin has been accused of something much more serious. Today, fresh bullying allegations against the reigning premiership coach. Claims of a fiery exchange involving former club doctor Zhishana Rain. There are reports Goodwin berated the doctor over advice Angus Brayshaw needed to rest following a possible concussion. Coming off a season in which the AFL introduced greater concussion protocols and increased penalties around players making contact with the head of opponents, these new allegations continue to cast a shadow over the reigning Premier's pre-season. Although, club captain Max Gorn isn't going to let the controversy get in the way of a few cold ones with his coach. I mean, Goody's a very close mate of mine. Um, I've never had a relationship with a coach like that. Normally, um, he's quite young, so he's a modern coach, and um, we're able to chew the fat a lot and then go serious a lot. Um, but in terms of bullying, I haven't seen it personally. And the reference to the beer with your coach, I mean, have you got a beer with your boss? Like, I'm, I'm going to continue to have a beer with my, with, with my boss and my coach. And, what we learnt over a couple of beers at the pub at our local at the time. Um, maybe that was what we nutted out for 2021 and we were able to go on to what we did. So um, I'm going to continue to do that both from a professional sense and a, just to chew the fat one o'clock on a Saturday other. The game of Rugby League lost an icon yesterday. Rugby League legend Johnny Chook Raper has died at the age of 82 following a long battle with dementia. The St George Dragons icon was one of the game's original immortals, not only a great player, but a great character. One of the game's original immortals and considered by many to be the greatest player in the history of the sport. Johnny Raper won eight premierships as part of the unstoppable St George sides in the 1950s and 60s, as well as going on to captain his country. And with an immortal passing on, it feels only appropriate to get the thoughts of Wally Lewis, a fellow immortal, on the character that was Johnny Raper. A fantastic fella. I mean, he lived life in the fast lane. He enjoyed a drink. Um, the first time that I had an opportunity to be involved with him uh, was with the Valleys Club, and I had to look after him the whole night long. I was 18 years. I was 18 years of age, and I learned a lot more about life than I did about football. That, uh, that evening, I can tell you. The most impressive feature about the whole lot was it didn't matter who you were or where you were. If you wanted to know something about rugby league or ask him a simple question, he'd answer it. And uh, arrogance was uh, was a fair played a fair role in the game at that stage, where you know a lot of the, the footy players um, just didn't give the, the general public time to answer a question. But John always had time. And that is your fast fun hit of sport for Thursday, the tenth of February. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your weekending edition of the Scorecard. Listener.